Hi, this is Michael Uslan. You're listening to Batman on Film. The Adventures of Batman. Welcoming you to the new adventures of Batman. Welcome to episode seven of Batman Animation, a Batman on Film podcast, revisiting the animated adventures of the Cape Crusader. I'm senior contributor Javi Trujillo, and joining me is a man who loves the adventures of Batman on Film so much that he created Web TV just so he could use it to make a website dedicated <laughs> to Batman on Film. Bill, jet rating me. So, Bill, how are those Web TV royalties treating you? Did they? help pay off stately vof ranch mm. with them by now no that didn't let it now didn't don't didn't help man oh, uh, technology I, just passed web tv up in a blink of an eye unfortunately that's too bad yeah that, that was really innovative of you to come up with that yeah just because you love that yeah. so much exactly yeah <laughs> exactly so today we're going to be covering uh, an episode from the Batman, uh, specifically season four, episode six, Strange New World. Or if you're on HBO Max, it's season three, episode five. I yeah. haven't figured out how they're different than IMDb, but, you know, HBO's going to do their own thing. Uh, but this episode originally aired November 18th, 2006, which was a Saturday. This was back when Saturday morning cartoons were a thing. I know we've talked about that. On prior episodes, mm -hmm. I know Lauer's mentioned it, and the synopsis reads, Batman faces a race against time to discover an antidote to Professor Strange's deadly toxin that has turned the citizens of Gotham into zombies. So given that this is October, uh, mm -hmm. we're going into spooky season here, so we have a more horror-oriented Batman episode to talk about today. The cast includes Reno Romano as the Batman. Evan Sabara as Robin, Alistair Duncan as Alfred, Danielle Judovitz as Batgirl, Richard Green is Professor Hugo Strange, and Mitch Pelegi is barely heard as Commissioner Gordon. It was written by Joseph Kerr and directed by Anthony Chun. So uh, going into this, uh, this episode, if you've started watching The Batman from the beginning, mm -hmm. there's a theme song that was written by The Edge, mm -hmm. who also you know participated in music for batman forever being part of you too but for season three they debuted a new theme song and i'm curious which one you prefer for the batman the original by the edge really yes yes much more than what they went with i did i i didn't care for the updated version uh that they started in season three uh, that much i love that little um that the this the, the edge that little you know guitar riff type melody um it's a lot it's definitely more mysterious mm -hmm. and you know plays into that aspect of the character but see my money would have been on the newer one because it kind of feels like it's working in some of the 66 theme song a little bit 
It's a little more peppy, a little updated, kind of poppy. Fun. Yeah. I, I, and I feel like I hear notes from the Neil Hefty theme. I think probably I feel that way because, um, I really enjoyed the first two seasons of this series the most mm -hmm. because it was more uh, solo Batman. And by I think they started going with uh, this new, more upbeat, uh, going for maybe something more, you know, heroic and not as mm -hmm. dark or mysterious because they were include, now starting to include Robin and then Batgirl and you know um and then in the end when it ended the series ended it was almost like a it was a dc characters popping up yeah. quite often so i think I, I didn't check i have the blu-ray the complete series but just i covered this series i i i think i have reviewed every single episode of this series back in the day and I think as far as airing that this actually took place in season four, the next to last series. I can check with the Blu-ray because the Blu-ray has them divided up by season. I think IMBD is correct. I don't know what HBO. I don't know what HBO 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 Max is doing because they are changing a lot of this. They are uh, the in terms of what they call the what number the season is and so forth because of i don't know why i can't explain it but it's not it's not jabbing with the actual historical chronology yeah from what i gather but what that's that's neither here nor there yeah i meant to go check because jack has them all the original dvd mm -hmm. sets like the season sets and i meant to check before we recorded and and forgot but it's uh it's very interesting because this isn't the only show that they they've done that with mm -hmm. but uh one thing i like about this show is that, to your point is like it it does have an evolution of batman that uh mirrors the comics in some respects where he starts off as a loner the police don't trust him mm -hmm. and by year three they bring him batgirl to trick it up mm -hmm. uh, i remember reading that was due to um teen titans going on at the time using robin and then once that kind of ended, then they brought in Robin. So okay. they changed the chronology of things. And then by, you know, you get that kind of Bat family going. And like you said, it becomes kind of like a Justice League show. And I, I yeah. would assume then by that point, Justice League Unlimited was wrapping up its run. So yeah. maybe that's why they were allowed to use stuff. Yeah, um, And to get into like a Batman on film side of things, I remember reading that characters like Scarecrow and um racial ghoul two-face weren't allowed to be used because at the time you know nolan was mm -hmm. using them for the films um and of course this started way before he would have figured out that catwoman and bane were going to be in the dark Knight yeah. rises so um there's there's a couple glaring omissions from characters i feel like in the show this is trying to pick an yeah. episode I was like, well, what's the Scarecrow episode from this show? I'm like, I can't remember one. I'm scrolling and scrolling. I'm like, oh, there, there isn't one at yeah. all. There is no Scarecrow in the show. It was weird how Warner Brothers and DC, I guess, to a certain extent, were um, so prohibitive 
of stuff like that back back then yeah you know um yeah that's changed a lot um uh, over the years but it was I, I it was like you know with the Clayface character was kind of a pseudo harvey dent you know yeah uh kind of a i, I remember even i think reading that back in the day and it was kind of obvious but um yeah i mean but they used the joker right you know um uh, it because this came out it kind of coincided with batman begins i want you know it was it, it started in yeah. september of 04 yes yeah so it was yeah a year, a year before a little less than a year before yeah Batman begins dropped but i remember there was some uh corporate symmetry there where okay we have a new batman movie coming out so we're going to drop a new animated batman series a little yeah. before because you know batman begins had been filming <clears throat> for quite a while and had been in development while this thing came about and going with a younger batman like uh you know Nolan did in begins with christian dale it was kind of uh it was they often did that kind of stuff you know um well we got a new batman movie coming out let's get a new batman animated series so it was uh kind of trying to piggyback off each other i guess you know there's gonna be a new batman yeah. movie so we'll have this animated series come out and as you know an adult at the time well, i guess i'm still an adult but one with a young uh, kid during that era, like it, I appreciated having something I could watch with him mm -hmm. that was geared towards him. And then I could have my, you know, adult Batman with the Nolan series with mm -hmm. more complex themes. I, I would say, and also it would, it started out, it wasn't very um, over the, over the overtly, I guess the way to put it, um kidified if that makes any sense in yeah the beginning you know it kind of moved that direction when when they started bringing in the sidekicks and stuff and still i think it was i think most of the shows were really well well written and the animation oh, was would very good and yeah and it was something that it just wasn't i think something uh, adult batman fans could enjoy i like the series overall you know hell it got five seasons which you know is yeah it wouldn't have reached five if it wasn't any good yeah it got five seasons and hell we only we only got three of brave and the bold and they barely they barely Finished. started the to wear the batman so anyway yeah. just some historical uh back you know backdrop info on this series so yeah this is the first time we're covering it first time we've done for it, batman uh, animation so yeah the batman yeah Definitely got to talk about the the context, but this episode opens. Uh, it, it hooks you right in. It opens mm -hmm. in media res with Gotham's burning. Batman's giving his final entry in his combat log, mm -hmm. and we see um, like there are signs, like banners around Gotham that say Bruce Wayne, Gotham's White Knight. Mm -hmm. Which, <laughs> watching it now in 2022, you know this came out before the Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. where we hear a lot about harvey dent being the white knight and before batman white knight uh yeah sean murphy's just opus uh his own universe so mm -hmm. it's it's funny to see its origins in something 
you know, prior to all that. Um, but he gets attacked by zombie versions of Batgirl and Robin. Uh, then we go to the credits and then we flash back to, to 48 hours ago. Mm-hmm. So um, opening, you know, everything's red because it's on fire, but then we kind of get to the flashback and um, this Gotham is obviously it's different because you have different uh, people designing the show and the look of it. And, you know, they wanted to differentiate themselves from the animated series, which Gotham typically tended to either be black for like night or red, like their night mm-hmm. skies here. It's like this weird uh, purple and it's not mm-hmm. just that it's like purple for night, but I noticed too, it's like swirly, like the sky has a lot of swirls in it. Um, and it kind of made me feel like if Batman, the animated series is more of like a Tim Burton type thing. I mean, it definitely is. It uses a lot of the musicality and, and inspiration from the first two Burton films. Yes. Then maybe the Batman is kind of shoe mockery in the sense that well there's definitely um more color a, toy, a toyetic aspect to the show yeah. with the bat wave and yeah. multiple bat costumes but just color wise it's, it's a very very vibrant show um mm-hmm. kind of making this like the schumacher of the I, batman i remember reading series. when it came out that <clears throat> our well, first thing i just i uh i remember when they announced it and it was going to be a younger Batman. I assumed it was going to be just a prequel kind of to Batman, the animated series. And then come to find out they did completely the the whole, their whole different thing. And uh, I, I, yeah, it was, and there was, you know, some uh, nods of course to the 60 series especially with you know the type of gad you had you know the the bat wave thing you know that was kind of something you would see in the 60s series with the gadgets and whatnot yeah so um but yeah i mean they did a different i mean it's clearly it's batman they was i think they mentioned you know kind of having a uh anime vibe i never got it totally having a overt anime vibe but i mean that was some of the talk back you know we're talking 16 yeah. plus years ago so when well especially then where anime wasn't quite in the mainstream like it is now mm-hmm. um so maybe people were less familiar with it now you've got youtube and all the different streaming mm-hmm. services so there's all sorts of anime you can get access to but back in yeah. 2004 you were going to your video store to rent stuff so yeah, yeah. maybe just it got lumped in with that because there was mm-hmm. an unfamiliar familiarity with it um but yeah the bat i remember the bat wave stuff i never had a whole lot from this series i had a a basic batman figure that could grapple up on his yeah on his thing and a joker and then a bruce wayne that changed into batman figure uh, and jack had (laughs) like a yellow scuba diaper batman that like just bright yellow like batman's never wearing this ever this was in this was straight up in Jake's wheelhouse. Jake was yeah. Jake was like three, four, five, six, you know, preschool, then early elementary when this was out. And he had, you know, he had the bat suits that were, 
modeled after the you know the Batman yeah. animated uh, this one the the Batman uh, Team Yellow he, Oval. He had the 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 Batmobile that you could drive. You know, he'd go in the driveway and it was electric and he'd you know run around. Yeah. It was you know made for that. And he had I don't know probably every action figure that was put out for for this. Um, Micah was older, and he you know. I think you talked to him. He he was into yeah. Batman Beyond. That was his yeah. thing, you know. And my daughter just she wasn't as much of a Batman fan as the boys, but you know she just watched whatever. So it was on. <laughs> right. But so Mike Micah's was Batman Beyond, and Jake's his thing was the Batman as a kid. So. So was there an, an interactive component with, I, I thought there was supposed to be something with the bat wave where it would flash on the screen and it would activate something with some of the toys. Does that sound I don't familiar? remember. No, I don't remember. I know there was one that came with that Batmobile Jake had, yeah. you know, that was, you it would mount on there and you could take it off. I don't remember the interactive part and that's not saying it didn't happen. I just, I don't remember it though. I mean, 18 years ago. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But I, I thought it was interesting too, that Hugo strange in this, it's the first series um, for Batman where he's made more than one appearance. Mm-hmm. And I feel like his design, it looks like Danny DeVito, but with like sunglasses to me, like yeah. the Danny DeVito penguin. Like he's just got this, yeah. he's heavy set. Um. Versus the comics, Hugo Strange is very tall and bald and and uh, somewhat muscular glasses. Yeah. yeah. But this is just he's got glasses, but he's got like this long, stringy Danny DeVito penguin hair. And... He's almost like a um, like a effed up looking Benjamin Franklin in a way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, he had this his like his upper lip was like extraordinary. I mean, his up, you know the area between his nose and upper lip and his lips, that area was super, you know, his feet was super long. He was just had this really um, exaggerated facial features in a way, you know, I thought that they did a good, I thought the take on Hugo strange was pretty good in the Batman. I, there were some, some interpretations of some of the characters. I, that never jived with me all that much. I didn't like it's Mr. Freeze. Um, wasn't a huge fan of the Joker's aesthetic, but that's that's discussion for another episode. That, that, is, that is another podcast. Yeah. And actually, I think it's probably time for a word from our sponsor, Bill. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. So the basic plot for this is Strange is going to release a toxic agent into Gotham's air. It happens to be odorless, invisible, and extremely fast at acting. 
And he says it's going to twist the body and weaken the mind, turning those infected into monstrous living drones, zombies answerable only to strange. So each will become a carrier infecting others. And if the antidote isn't administered into 48 hours, it becomes irreversible. Uh, so Strange claims to have already taken the antidote before dropping a vial of it in front of Batman and Robin that purportedly contains it. Um, so that explains where we come from with the 48 hour mm -hmm. aspect of it. And I like I like the ticking time bomb uh aspect to the show because they kind of like that escape from new york feel where he's got a you know x amount of time to figure this problem out and uh right away the zombies start attacking mm -hmm. um batman and robin at arkham and they kind of remind me of like mini solomon grundy's like they're yeah they're very uh gray skinned white patchy hair like when batgirl gets turned she looks you know, almost like a, a grandma Batgirl because yeah. Just, yeah, her hair all of a sudden is just white and she's all shriveled and like everyone gets all mangled up. Yeah. Um, uh, so Batman and Robin get away and we cut back to them in the Batmobile analyzing everything and the Batwave analysis shows that the air is safe to breathe. Um, so that just, you know, one way that they keep bringing in the Batwave several mm -hmm. times. Like if you haven't seen this show, like the bat wave controls everything. I don't really think like Bluetooth was even a thing back in 2004. I don't think so. Was it? But I mean, I now with you know, yeah. everyone's got their Alexas and their other home devices, their Kimmies. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, this was all well before that where yes, he has everything connected. Um, uh, but then they go to the GCPD, get like this great reveal of, of Gordon mm -hmm. uh, just kind of stepping out from the silhouette of the, the bat signal. And, uh, and then we get into a fight scene and I really, I really dug the animation here. Like it, it's very fluid. It moves really quickly, but it, yes. it looks good. Um, it felt very dynamic and, what I loved about this Batman is like he's so adept at his martial arts and his fighting skills that like he does this crazy flip over Gordon, like the camera kind of slows and like he takes his batarang in one hand and he's got a vial in the other and he yeah. slices Gordon's hair and stuffs him in the vial before he lands. Yeah, the I will say the, flipping. the Batman took more liberties with the laws of physics than batman the animated series did its predecessor even though it's yeah. both were animated and there's still you know they, they do things that you couldn't do in real life but um this one really i mean just you know they flip you know jump up 10 feet in the air and backflip and you know things like that but i'd never i never it didn't make me blink an eye just it was part of the show and i went with it you know yeah no, I, I just thought it was really, really fun and really funny. Just like mm -hmm. how Batman he is. And they they take it back to the cave to uh, to study it. And somehow Alfred is infected in the cave. Like he already had initiated whatever lockdown protocols. So they're shocked that this happened. Um, and uh, so everyone's 
they're getting surrounded and batman has to go back to hugo strange to talk to him and and all of a sudden now he's got like these little chin whiskers mm-hmm. like it's it's been that haggard of a couple mm-hmm. hours that he's starting to grow stubble which i don't i can't really think of too many times that we see batman like that in animation especially in so quick a time frame yeah not that's rare i'm trying to think back different animated i don't i don't remember it maybe other than this now i'm, I'm excluding the animated films there could be some in that but i'm not it comes, it comes to my mind immediately but yeah i think this may be it and he goes he goes back to strange and he offers to remove his mask for the antidote which I appreciate it as a comics fan because a lot of Hugo Strange stories revolve around um, him trying to figure out Batman's identity and him being obsessed with the cowl. Um, And I couldn't remember uh, if Strange knew Batman's identity in this series yet. If he ever found out or if he'd already knew at this point. Well, obviously he wouldn't have known because he was asking for the mask. But that, that tends to be, you know, one of Hugo's motifs is that he knows who's underneath the cow mm-hmm. um i don't know if in this series because i like i said i i i watched this it's probably been it's been since it originally aired and so it was like watching it brand new and i haven't really to be honest spent went back and it's not one of my go-tos you know much as i i mean i, I liked it quite a bit but it <clears throat> The series is not like, I, you know, I want to watch something animated. I'll go to something Batman the Animated Series. I'll go to Bat- Brave and the Bold a lot. But this yeah. is one I haven't, you know, I haven't revisited all that much. But I had to, I would have to look at some of the other episodes to see if Hugo Strange ever knew Batman's identity in this series. And it's not long before Robin gets infected as well. Um, so then they're going, so now everyone's going after Batman and there's one point where they're, uh, Robin and Batgirl are on top of the Batmobile Mm -hmm. trying to get in and like Robin whips out like a next generation Star Trek phaser and like starts phasering away the, like it's exact same sound effect and everything that I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but Batman has to escape to go to a satellite Batcave that it, no one knows about at all. Um, which which I thought was cool. It's like mm-hmm. now, I don't remember how much. I don't really think there were a lot of satellite caves. Maybe every now and then they would bring it up, but in the last few years in the comics, that's yeah. become more of a a thing with Bruce losing his fortune and everything like that. So it's kind and, of yeah. Not to say Matt Reeves took anything from the Batman animated series, but when he went to that, going to that. Uh, satellite cave being underground and you see uh old trains you know that were there it kind of reminded me of that a little bit that you know what reeves his version of the bat cave being an old terminal that was no longer in use under the wing tower so just reminded me of that not saying reeves did an homage to it but yeah but there's there are nice echoes just throughout all these different yeah. iterations of Batman that just yeah. help every everything to feel more authentic. 
and uh, while they're fighting there's definitely um these aren't like just mindless zombies where they just moan and that's it like they utter words as well like poison you destroy um i i had to put on the captions because i'm like what are they saying like it doesn't Mm -hmm. make any sense and like robin's like mess ahead yeah i don't i don't get what is going on with this at all uh and finally we we get back to the beginning of the episode and bruce has got his antidotes all whipped up and they're charged to go uh through the bat wave time to go off throughout the city he just has to press a button yeah and uh, he starts to piece everything together you know and that's where we get that world's greatest detective aspect Mm -hmm. coming out which is just it was so batman to see him like piece everything together Mm -hmm. and and he was having flashes and and that's that's what like this episode is so all encompassing that we get we get him as Bruce Wayne and how the public perceives him. We get mm-hmm. him in action as Batman mm-hmm. and how talented he is, and we we get the detective side as well. Yeah, and I just I feel like there's a fully rounded Batman in this 22 minutes. Um, I so like what did it. you think of this I, reveal here? Um, like the twist and everything. Yeah. Okay. All right, if you haven't seen this episode and right now you're listening to this and you're going, I want to watch this, stop listening and come back, okay? Because there's a good twist that I don't want to reveal, that we're going to reveal and we're going to discuss. Um, It comes off, you know, at first I'm going, okay, this is probably not completely my thing because it's, you getting, you know, it's Batman fighting zombies, right? And we find out <laughs> it's it, it, okay. Now this is what I wanted to ask you about. <clears throat> is it, Oh, how much is this open to interpretation? It's clearly Batman has been infected and his allies, including Gordon and Batgirl and Alfred and, and Robin are trying to help him. And, the things they were saying, you know, is uh, it, it plays into that because you don't pick it up, you know, uh, like mess head. And it was like Batman telling Robin when they went to Arkham, uh, he's, you know, a brilliant psychiatrist. He'll mess with your head, you know. So it was Batman's yeah. whose head had been messed with, you know. So Robin to me was saying he's messed with your head. So did Batman actually become a zombie or did, or did, or did um, he was just infected with whatever chemical was dropped by strange and just had him hallucinating that everyone in Gotham had become a zombie or were turning into zombies. My, my take was that he and Robin just, uh, were halluc- having a shared hallucination that that he was not a a zombie because I don't think yeah. the way that the zombies were depicted, although they did fight really fast, but then again, that's because they weren't <laughs> what they were. Yeah, but I don't think if they were, um, they would have been able to, you know, do the deductive reasoning or have their skills if they were actual. Yeah, turned into zombies. I knew they 
you know, they weren't zombies. Batman had been infected. Batman was having a hallucination. So I'm not saying that, that I, to me that, you know, uh, Batman figures it out. Oh, he, Strange wants me to take this chemical and synthesize it for him and spread it out through Gotham. But I think it was more of, you know, almost like a, a scarecrow type fear gas hallucination agent as, yeah. as opposed to them actually becoming zombies. So that's where I really enjoyed the twist and I had forgotten. So it made me really enjoy the episode um, a lot to where, and you kind of click, Oh, okay. I get it. He's hallucinating all this. So yeah, I was well, well-written nice little twist there. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things too, where you can then go back and watch it with that new information. Yes. You have a different appreciation. I, and- I, I, you know what? And that's what I did. I watched it on HBO max this morning on my laptop. First time I watched it, I got up early, you know, and I watched it and then, Oh, oh okay. Yeah. It was kind of cool. So I went back and watched it again. So I watched it twice this morning because <laughs> you, you do, you get a different, you see it after, you know, the deal, after, you know, the twist, um it's like watching a completely different episode even though it's the same episode does that make any sense whatsoever yeah yeah because when they're saying destroy the first time you're looking at it they want to destroy the antidote Mm -hmm. so they Mm -hmm. don't you know turn back but now you're looking at it because they're trying they want to destroy it because it'll you know destroy the city sure so it it makes it it makes it fun trying to see it from the different different side of things Yep, I'm with you, and uh, we're on the same page. Like when you said that, you know, gave you a, looking at it a second time. I did look at it a second time, and it was uh, enjoyed both. I enjoyed watching it, and and without knowing what was going on, and then watching it, knowing what was going to happen because it it like I said, it's like watching a different episode. Yeah, it's. It- it, and it was just something you know, I picked like, well, this looks spooky. It's got zombies yeah. and it's October. Let's yeah. do some, But it wound up being like a really solid episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And the, the characters are so. Um, there's nothing weird. You don't have to have to have seen like the prior three seasons to get into mm-hmm. this. Like everyone's in their status quo. Like if you know generally who Batman, Robin, Batgirl, Gordon, and Alfred are, like yeah. you can just throw in this episode and watch it. Um, sure, which, I mean which, it, that that would be anybody, even if you're not a diehard yeah. Batman fan, because you know who Robin is, you know who Alfred is, you know who Batgirl is, you know. Um, so you're right; it's kind of kind of a self-contained little thing, and you don't have to have any previous viewing, uh, you know, episode viewing to just watch it as a one-off yeah if you've never seen the batman before like you can Mm -hmm. show anyone this episode and they can get as much enjoyment out of it as anyone else yes which is pretty cool yeah with you do you have any um like favorite moments from the episode the twist yeah yeah the reveal i mean that's you know the batman was hallucinating that was it was fun you know and the fact that Batman was strong enough mentally, even though that he was under the uh, spell of some, you know, uh, 
drug concoction of Hugo Strange that he was able to have enough logic and enough sense to put it all together that, okay, maybe he's really, you know, he is using me to do what he wants to do to poison Gotham. And I, and, and this things aren't the way it's, it seems to, my reality is right now. And he was, you know, like, um, and if I'm wrong, then, you know, Gotham is, is doomed because he threw, he threw away the little bat wave activator thing. So, yeah. 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 That, it was, it was just a really solid episode. Yeah. Sure was. I'm with you. Any, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Mm. Well, it makes me, I glad you picked this episode. I mean, it's, you know, it's cool for October and, you know, everyone watching the scary movies and getting ready, for, you know, leading up to Halloween and stuff. So um, if you like, if you're a Batman fan and then you want to watch something that's um, Batman spooky kind of sorta, and if you like zombies, watch this episode. So um makes me want to go back and look at some more, you know, in this, our Batman animation podcast, revisit some more of the Batman as well. Cause it's like I said, I don't know if I've watched not many of these episodes for a long time, you know? Yeah. And I remember there being um, somewhat of a serialized aspect in the earlier seasons mm-hmm. when it came to um, the two detectives. Yeah. Uh, and so I kind of wanted to go back you know, having watched this, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to go back and watch those and see how that that all plays out. I will say, just speaking of this series, is that um, you know they did that one animated film, Batman versus the Batman versus Dracula. Yes. that's pretty yeah. solid. You know, that is, yeah. And you get Vicky Vale in that too. Yeah, that's a solid. It's a little solid animated film. And if you haven't watched that, um, check it out. And I'm sure yeah, at think, some point that'll show up here on, at Batman Animation. We'll cover that. that oh thing. yeah, we we've just got to find the time. Yep. I want yep. to get Lauer on, and and that gentleman is just as busy as Pete Vera with podcasts, especially this month. So yeah, um, I'm trying to figure out. I've been doing a little research. I'm trying to work in Beware the Batman here soon. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go revisit some of those episodes, and uh, I think I might just go with. I think about going with the first, that first, very first episode uh, that introduced the show. I think it's with uh, Professor Pig. Yes, no, I definitely want to do that one yeah. because of the yeah. Morrisonian characters yeah. and ties. Yeah, for sure. So okay, well, yeah, not to not to go off on a tangent of. We're right. the Batman, but yeah, we're going to try to work in. Um, even I'm trying to, you know, go back and do some deep pulls from the, that very first animated Batman series, you know, uh, Adventures of Batman, and then yeah, the one in the '77, the New Adventures of Batman, which was that one is that was not one of the best ones. The New Adventures of Batman. Have you ever watched any of those? as a kid it's so it had, blurry oh, no. in my memory it had like <laughs> yeah. even as a kid i'm thinking oh, i'm not kind of liking it It had like the worst interpretation of batmite i've ever seen ever oh, god yeah <laughs> anyway it I'm wasn't not, paul rubens huh no no all right 
that's a pretty good one there. The one from Brave and the Bold. Well, Bill, where can people find you? Because I know you're hard to find. Yes, you can find me at Batman on Film, the website, batman-on-film.com. Um, and only thing else I would mention is that if you want to advertise on this show, any of these shows, the Batman on Film shows, go to advertisecast.com slash Batman on Film. That's A-D-V-E-R-T-I-S-E-C-A-S-T.com slash Batman on Film. And then if you want to contribute, help keep this thing up and running, uh, go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Batman on Film. And uh, do what you feel like you want to do. And that's all I got. All right. That's pretty simple uh as for me i am at javi true on twitter the bond is not enough on instagram i've got uh some james bond comic reviews at the jamesbonddossier.com and of course you can find me at batmanonfilm.com where oh my, what am i what am i talking about this month bill catwoman batman the night oh uh tomorrow as of this recording uh tomorrow the october 3rd Gotham Year One review coming to yeah. Batman on film. Yeah. Spoiler alert for the review. Pick up the book. It's um pick it up. I read it. It is fresh. Yes. Something fresh. Is that is that I ring probably I'm pretty sure I use that word in my review. Oh okay. All right. <laughs> it's it's very fresh. Yeah. And uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. So, I mean, you never know with King. <laughs> yeah. You never know how it's going to turn out in the end, which can be good or bad, but uh, solid first issue. Yeah, I so, agree with you. Yeah. So check, you yeah, can, y'all check out that review tomorrow. All right. But that is it. Um, I For Bill, I'm Javi, and announcer Rachel will take us out. Thanks for listening to Batmanimation, a BatmanOnFilm.com podcast revisiting the animated TV and film adventures of the Caped Crusader. Follow Batmanimation on Twitter at Batmanimation. Follow BOF on Twitter at the Batman on Film. Follow Jet on Twitter at Batman on Film. For Jet and Team BOF, I'm announcer Rachel. Batman on Film, authoritative, definitive, the original, established in 1998. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.